everyone, and welcome back to the next episode of the Crime Library. I'm one of your hosts, Sarah. And I'm Jesse. And on this episode, we're going to be going over the fact of a body, a murder and a memoir by Alex Marzano Lesnovich. Right. Alex Marzano. I still love that name. I love the title and I love their name. Alex Marzano Lesnovich. I know it's like it just rolls. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot, but it flows. So it's not weird. Right. And we're going to say right off the bat, when they wrote this, they were Alexandria. So you're probably going to see that if you read the book or listen to it like we did. Um, But they recently came out as gender neutral and they wrote a really amazing piece in Harper's Magazine called Body Language about it. And they talk about how gender isn't always a transition from one to the other. Sometimes there's in the middle and things I didn't even know about. So if you want to read something else by them, it's called body language. And I think it's an essay, right? Did I say that? I think it's an essay in Harper's magazine. I don't know the difference, but yeah, it's, we're not writers. We're not writers. (laughs) We're readers. (laughs) Obviously we can't, you know, name books really awesome titles and write long essays that just are amazing. So, yeah. I mean, you could probably tell how creative we are by our title of our podcast. Mm, Oh, (laughs) I felt that in my soul. Why do you gotta hurt us like that? (laughs) But we still love it, but that's just how creative we are. (laughs) Yeah. We don't got a lot going on up there for creative juices. We'll leave uh, that stuff to Alex. Yeah, we leave it to we leave it to the writers to write, and then we are the readers, and that's it. And our opinions matter. So. Our, oh no! <laughs> uh, and also, there's gonna be a HBO. I think it's a docu series. I'm not sure, but right. there's gonna be a show on this book, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that'll be cool. I didn't think I um, would, but because when I read stuff, I kind of assign people things and then right. I I don't like to go outside of it because I'm an awful person. But I think especially since it's a docuseries, you can't argue with the fact that this person is this person and this is like there's no making it up in your head. That's who they are. So, yeah, we'll see yeah. that. I just think it'll be cool, too, just so it's more. It just adds more to the story. Like, yeah. It's just I, probably stuff they couldn't say in the book or like yeah. maybe maybe something we didn't understand in the book will That's make true. more sense because that always happens. We should say read the book because yeah, there are so many stuff we're not going to get to. We don't have time yes. to get to every detail and we wish we could because the book is amazing. But yeah, this book was really good. And there the way that the story was told wasn't my favorite like storytelling but I do think that how Alex told it made sense right and it fit really well and the way that Alex writes just in general right um was beautiful and even though the subject matter like on both halves of the story yeah trigger uh, warning for that yes yes yeah quite a few (laughs) it's a lot uh and we 
just did know my name when this comes yeah. out. So if you have to like skip this and go back, we completely understand because we didn't know going into the, we talked about this before. Yeah. You like to research stuff. I don't like to research, but for some reason, both of us didn't. And then we yeah. listened to the audio book, which we highly recommend because Alex's voice is amazing, but we didn't know what was the subject yeah. matter. So we did two back to back, very heavy, very dark, you know, uh, on the same topic but different ways and yeah it's a lot it's trigger warning for that like once I started reading it and it all came and I then I realized like the title yeah was the title for a reason yeah but going into it blindly I was just kind of like oh this is fine there's just gonna be some family secrets (laughs) the family secrets were not the family secrets I was that you thought yeah we'll we'll get to that but yeah (laughs) Yeah. So you, we talked about how you didn't love the uh, layout of the book before. Well, I did. You didn't like how it was two separate things happening at the same time, right? Yeah. It was just hard for me. I feel like as the reader. Right. To like connect with it in that way. I don't know what I've like really like why it didn't. You think it went back and forth too much? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, as I was reading it and it became it became apparent as to why the two stories were told the way they right. were told. Um, Cause they have such parallels, but they're also very different. Right. Um, but yeah, just, it wasn't my favorite storytelling. Yeah. For me, it worked really well. Cause I felt like if I had gotten Ricky's story and then gotten Alex's story, like one after the other in different order, I wouldn't have connected them as much. You can see them running right alongside of each other. And so, I can agree with that. Yeah, too. for me, it worked really good, but not yeah. always. Like we've read books before where the back and forth throws me off so much. Yes, that's true. This but one Alex was does done a really much good better job. than. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love when we say yeah at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, and going in, I was super freaking worried because we got a Truman Capote quote, oh, and we know goodness, how yeah. I feel about him now. That's but, Jesse's favorite author, guys, in uh, case you forgot. I, don't, I can't pinpoint <laughs> what I really hate about him, but I just, okay, hate is a strong word, but dislike about him. Dislike. It's there, man, and I didn't realize how big it was, but Alex uses it to point out the fact that they are creating some of the details, and they cite it at the end of the book and let you right. know word for word, like, this is what I made up and this is where I pulled it from. Mm-hmm. So I loved that. I love that way more yes. than finding out later on that the details right. that they used weren't really the details. Yes. And most of like what Alex did was for like clarity purposes. And one, like you said, they were very transparent and told you straight up. Right. So it made it, you know, then you weren't going into this guessing way. gay <laughs> yeah <laughs> like guessing game of what it was and what it wasn't made up I just oh if I never have to read in cold blood ever again I will <laughs> just because I'm so <laughs> mad about it after the fact <laughs> I know it's like when we uh fun fact guys when we saw paranormal activity I was convinced for that night that it was a real freaking movie oh, and I didn't really, know really did. and I didn't know and I was so scared of it because I thought it was a real movie and then later on I found out it wasn't and I was so mad and upset. I was mad uh, at myself for like believing it, but yes. I was also just mad because I was so scared and it wasn't true. So yeah, yeah. I'm easily fooled. You could Much convince like me, Capote. yeah, you could convince me that the moon is made of cheese. You probably for real could, and I would believe it. So just saying. 
I'm going to get the flat earthers on you. I mean, <laughs> you if you told me enough times, I'd probably believe it. <laughs> I'd eventually come around and be like, no, that's stupid. But I would have a moment oh, where I'm like, some good there's there. some, yeah, that's why does the rivers run that way? <laughs> I'm so stupid. You're not. Oh, uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Hey, All right. That's what so, I was going to say. I think we got um, everything out of the way yes. and we can hop into the story, which again, uh, trigger warning, because there's a lot of, a lot of stuff we're going to be yes. talking about that's deeply fucked up all right so let's talk about this shit we got all of our trigger warnings out of the way now so hopefully (laughs) people know (laughs) if they need to stop to stop so let's talk about ricky langley and what we're here in the book for which is um the murder of his six-year-old neighbor jeremy guillory yeah so the story just starts like right away with the murder that ricky ricky does and which it we goes, know he does. He doesn't. Yes, 100%. He doesn't like deviate from that once he's eventually caught. He says that he does it. Yeah. And then it becomes about what Reasons he did or didn't why. Do. Exactly. Yeah. With all the, all the details. And there are throughout. so like, many that you don't know what to believe. And not all of them always like coincide together. Yes, so exactly. a lot of the rest of the story is guessing if Ricky is telling the truth about what happened or not. Right. Yes. Because... the only thing that is known for sure is that he strangled Jeremy Jeremy. and killed him. Yeah. Jeremy was just trying to like go play with his neighbors who happened to live with Ricky at the time and they weren't home and Ricky was Ricky invites Jeremy in and you know, actions ensue that are not quite clear. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somehow he ends up strangled and hidden upstairs in a closet while this search for him uh happens around him and that's i think really fucking devastating it's devastating that he was murdered it's devastating on we go back and forth of if he was molested or not um because there's semen that was found on his body which literally makes me want to vomit saying that sentence but it's devastating that uh after He's already dead and he's hidden in this closet. His mother comes to the house yes. and is looking for him and is in the house making phone calls to try and find him while his body's upstairs. Yes. Yeah. And that's just like, it's already bad. It just keeps rolling with the shit show mm-hmm. where they go looking there, start to look for this kid and everything's kind of centered around Ricky Langley's house. He's watching right. these kids while parents are out searching for this little boy. Yeah. He's it's a mind children. And the whole <laughs> With reason. With a dead body in the yes, closet. Of and the, the whole boy, reason it's... that they haven't searched this house is because the cops just take Ricky's word that he's looked for Jeremy in there. Oh my gosh. I couldn't believe that when that woman went up to the police officer's car and was like, there's something going on in there. Cause Ricky like refused to let this woman mm-hmm. go up and like check on the kids. And she's like, something's off. And the cop's like, oh, no, the guy who lived there searched it. And the Don't they say, the too, that who... the kids actually were playing in that room at one point? Yeah, I think that's where they were. I'm pretty sure. But yeah. I'm not 100% positive on that. But I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, I think that they said that. So the search party is happening. Jeremy's BB gun, which was his, like, favorite thing in the world, yeah. is propped inside the doorway of this house. And eventually, yeah. I guess, he hides it somewhere. But it's there mm-hmm. when the mother is there making those earlier right. calls but it was still like the left and she went to the right like she just it was just out of sight from her. yeah so literally crazy. she is 
within reach of her her baby and he's not there anymore and that's fucking heartbreaking yeah there's no good very very heartbreaking and she's already kind of um unstable they look at her Mm-hmm. When they're looking at what could have happened to Jeremy before they turn the, towards Ricky, they look at her because she is kind of giving her kid an un- unstable childhood. They move from houses a lot. There's sometimes they don't have running water. Like she's doing the best she can, but I think she's an alcoholic too, right? Mm. Okay. But she has uh, substance problems, whatever right. they may be. So she has problems and his childhood's not always like safe so then her child's Mm -hmm. missing then they're looking at her which makes sense in like a logical mind but if you're a mother of a missing kid and you know you didn't do this i can't imagine that them focusing on you when you just want them to find your kid yeah that would probably break me down yeah that would no like no thank you i will (laughs) yeah and so they don't like they look at her for a little while i guess they clear in some way it doesn't really say and they only come back around to Ricky once his parole officer for other crimes against children. He was on parole for other crimes against children because yeah. this is not his first time. His parole officer gives them a heads up like, hey, he's been missing his check-ins. Can you check in with him? And they finally, you know, get him arrested and he confesses. So there's no going back from that. He confesses and doesn't yes. say it was a false confession. He 100% says he kills him, which is like there's a theme with Ricky. That we find out through his life where he's very aware that he is this predator, this sexual Uh, predator. And he asks multiple times for help. And he is put in situations where he's contained for a little while in jail. They say he thrives in jail. Yeah, they say he does wonderful. And then he's let out repeatedly. back, And he asks not to be let out. Right. So he he knows. He's very aware. Like not to let him out. And that kind of blew my mind. Like he, yeah, because you feel like most people would hide in a that. situation like that. Exactly, are not even if they are self aware, they don't let it be known. Right, but he's for some for he's an awful person. I'm not saying anything about that, but there was a level of like help me stop this that yeah he was failed in. Yes, so whatever that because I think but, deep down he was he knew what he was doing was wrong. It just the impulse or whatever it is that causes these people to be this way was was there stronger than his willpower i guess um i did want to say before we transition uh into ricky and learning more about Mm -hmm. what maybe makes him what he is is that lorelei uh not only was she questioned about it but she did kind of lose through the trials and the publicity around it she kind of lost her grieving rights a little bit and it was really sad to see that it felt like she said it felt like he was other people's kids instead of her own because of how public and just out there the story was. And she mm-hmm. never got a chance to grieve for him herself. And that's, yeah. and it was so prolonged and <sighs> yes, the amount of trials. Just, and so yeah. I just want to like recognize that Alex does a really good job of telling Lorelai's story. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like Alex washed her out. I feel like she just got washed out in the media at the time. And it was focused on at first this horrible thing that happened to her kid, but then whether Ricky Langley should get the death penalty or not. So she got lost a little bit in there. Mm -hmm. So, so I just wanted to say, (laughs) I don't know why I just had to add that in. So let's go back to uh, what makes the question is what makes Ricky Ricky, what makes him this person and 
who fucking knows but we'll go back to his childhood because it was a fucked up childhood and the question yeah, is was did it crazy. make him into <laughs> who he was so uh ricky was born to his parents and they had five children he, when he was born though was such a weird situation because before he was born or even conceived his parents are taking this cross-country trip they get into this car accident two of their children are dead one of yeah. them is their only boy the mother is fucked up she's in a yes. full body cast after this. yes and she's in the hospital She's her and the father are still getting drunk, which I mean, whatever, because she's in excruciating pain, but whatever. And then somehow in this full body cast, and I keep going back to that image in my head, somehow she gets pregnant and Ricky is the baby that comes out of it. So we're talking about x-rays. We're talking about medication. We don't know the side effects of we're talking about fetal alcohol syndrome. Yeah. He it was not. such a bad, like, when the doctors found out that this woman was pregnant, they told her to terminate the pregnancy because. Right. Especially back then, they didn't know what all this. Yeah, was there was a lot of things that it's recommended you not do while pregnant. And she checked off a lot of those things on yeah. that list. So it was not a very safe pregnancy. But because they had lost his brother, Oscar. And they didn't know he was a boy. Back then, you couldn't find out if it was a boy or a girl. But I'm sure they hoped for it. So they wanted this baby bad enough to forget about all that that they could put him through. And they did. Like, he comes out with, they say, big ears and bad eyesight, which is like a a hallmark of fetal alcohol syndrome. Got right. Um, So he does immediately come out with some side effects. But you don't know developmentally or like throughout his entire life there's no way to know what that actually does so it does talk about like nature versus nurture because we don't know if there was abuse in the house sometimes ricky Mm -hmm. says there was sometimes there wasn't but there probably was based on everyone else's story exactly so we had not only have nature working against him where he was born who knows how messed up and then you have nurture where his parents were abusive and kind of putting him in the role of his dead brother Yeah, exactly. Because even if there wasn't physical abuse, I'm sure there was definitely like abuse and neglect and such because of like you're saying, like they're alcoholics too. mm -hmm. That comes with a certain level. And they weren't very like well off people. So it's just kind of, I'm sure the, I'm sure his whole home environment wasn't the healthiest of home environments, which I don't uh, negate at all. But I do want to say that like Alex, because of what we learned later, to me, feels like they write him in a more sympathetic way to maybe figure out why he does these things. So I'm not saying I can't trust them, but maybe they're a little bit biased. So you do end up feeling a little bit bad for Ricky because all of these things happened in his childhood. Mm -hmm. You, as a person, as a human being, you feel bad for him. You don't want any kid to go through that. Exactly. And yes, it doesn't take away from the fact of like what he did was sickening and awful, but it doesn't like, that doesn't mean that what happened to him as a child wasn't, you know, necessarily awful either. Uh, You just got to look at it with two different like goggles on. Yeah, You got to change. So I think, yeah, take a little bit of, Take a little bit of Ricky's story with a grain of salt. Take a little bit of Alex's story with a grain of salt. Take a little bit of what we know for a fact actually happened with a grain of salt. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
it's a lot of people did le- let him down, like mm-hmm. his parents. And then when he does reach out and ask for help, and then even to the point of the parents of the um, friends of Jeremy, they knew that he was out on parole for, I want to say child molestation, right? He was mm-hmm. out on parole for something related to a child. Mm-hmm. And they still, his main purpose of living with them was to watch their kids while they were yeah. at work. So yeah. he's p- constantly put in a position where it's just easy for him to do the worst things. Yeah, possible. they it's like putting him in a buffet, like almost. As yeah, as it's just like here. I, I'm not gonna just because they from knew. Doing anything. Like that's yeah. the thing that you know if they didn't know. Right, we can't be sure if they did or not. Ricky says they did. Maybe yeah. they didn't. You know, I'm sure there was at least suspicions. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, so a lot like, of people let him down. Yeah, a lot of people let him down. It's like, that doesn't make anything he did okay whatsoever. But that's the backstory of Ricky Langley and how he becomes, again, we both, I think we both believe nature and nurture, right? We talked about this before. Uh, And everything just stacked against this dude to not be a great dude. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's not okay and led to him taking this little place. Because even if he got the help he needed, there's no, there's no, proof that it would have would have done any any of this but the fact that he asked and it was just shot down right it's like that analogy you can die in a car crash you know that so you put on your seatbelt right to help prevent it you're probably gonna die in a car crash anyways because it's a car crash but that doesn't stop you from putting on your seatbelt to prevent it like yeah the car crash may actually have to happen but you're still gonna do whatever you can to stop that from happening that's 100 percent true so yeah, he had a fucked up life. He had a fucked up situation happening and it led to this awful thing. Yeah. So that's Ricky and Jeremy. Yeah. And as so we, like uh, we said, this goes in flow. We're telling it yeah. in a, a certain way, but it's not how it's told in the book. It goes in flow yeah. hand in hand with Alex's story. But for us to retell, it, it just makes it simpler to do yes. section by section. Because <laughs> yeah. if we tried, we're not as creative as Alex. If we tried <laughs> to do at the same time, walk it through, it just um, everything would get lost. No one would understand at all. So yes. We end up with Jeremy's death and then the numerous retrials mm-hmm. and numerous uh, hearings on if it should be a death penalty. And that's what you think at first yeah. brings us to Alex. Yeah, because Alex is opposed to the death penalty. They do not believe in the death penalty. And pretty early and on in their life too, like, yeah, they know yeah. since they're a child that they yes. don't believe in the death penalty. Right. And then now there's this case with this man and that's how Alex gets brought into Ricky's life. Right. So that's what we think is, and- yeah, that's what we think is bringing, and it is what initially introduces Alex to Ricky. That's not the thing because now we're at a space where we meet Alex and we meet Alex's family. Yeah. And it's a shit show. (laughs) We thought the secret was going to be like, oh, the dad killed somebody or like the the brother was sick for a little while. We thought the secret was all that. Oh, someone got into a drunk driving accident and ran off. Just something like like not not not, not that less. those are good things yes yeah. but just we weren't expecting it for some reason so alex lives in new jersey with their parents and their 
two sisters and their twin brother. And we kind of learn more about the father and the family dynamic first. Mm-hmm. And he I he goes through a lot of shit. And I yeah. I can only guess that it's depression. He goes through like highs and lows and right ins and out of the family and their mother's constantly trying to cater to yeah. their father. He just will get up and leave and yeah, and say, I'm no good for you. And like yeah. I I was wondering after I read it if they ever got clarity on what their father like did their father ever get like a diagnosis that we don't know about or because it does sound like something is happening there and it wasn't stable even though they all lived in the same home it wasn't Mm. stable no whatsoever so yeah we get their whole family and it's a mess like any family and I will say this I don't have to like them so I don't like their parents like I know yeah. that their relationship is complicated and I respect that and I respect their journey of forgiveness and love and whatever they need to do, but they're not my parents. And I, I can just say that I don't like them. <laughs> they're not the best. Yeah, they're not the best. And I get that every family dynamic is complicated, but yeah, 100%. Man, it's hard to like, and nobody's their actions. are perfect. But yeah, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> but their actions are not great. They're just not yes. great. All right. So we come to, we get a couple, a little while where you're wondering what the secret is. Yeah. Uh, Alex is just kind of explaining like a lot about that, the parent dynamic and things of that nature. So, and then eventually. (laughs) Then we're introduced to the fact that Alex's grandfather has been molesting them and their sisters for a while. And the writing around this, is so amazing the way first of all it was a gut punch because they snuck it right in there yeah i didn't see a company coming i didn't see it happening it was just like until it happened (laughs) and then you would like read back a little bit and realize that that was foreshadowing but you didn't know that at the time right because alex uses things like the stairwell in their house to represent the abuse that they had. They talk Mm. about him creeping up the stairwell and the squeaks it would make in his labor breath. So they would know that he was coming for them. They could could hear him coming up. Oh, it's just so creepy. And the way they write it, you felt that along with them. Yes. Which is both amazing writing and horrifying. That is exactly why we say these trigger warnings, because it put you in Alex's bed like and it does yeah it's just <laughs> yeah not where you want to be at that put moment, you in Alex's bed it puts put you, you there 100% that's a perfect way to describe it because they talk about like a light they used to focus on to disassociate they talk yeah. about hating a certain color because it reminds them of their grandfather's penis they talk about so many details that out of context w- would flip you out but in context in that moment reading it seems so clear and important to what they're saying. Yeah. And I'll say as someone who was abused as a child, anyone who's gone through that abuse needs to read their words about it because it makes you feel validated. It makes you feel not alone. It makes you feel like, okay, this happened to other people too. And somehow they're living through it. Yeah. And I just like never, I've never read a book that explains childhood abuse the way Alex explains it. And I I didn't know I needed that until... I read it. So yeah. Yeah. Sorry to dive that's, into there. No, that's that's <laughs> and something they, that's really good that could come out of something. You right. Know, and they do it. Unfortunately, they have to. Yeah, exactly. 
the story, they wanted to tell the story. Alex told it in a really uh, tasteful <laughs> as you can get with that yeah. subject matter. Yes. Um, and for you, a survivor, to feel that connection. Yeah. And that's, I think that is something that Alex would truly like want from this book for others yeah. to feel like you're not alone. And I think we talked about off, off Mike, how they purposefully delay their own healing in a way by bringing yeah. this kind of story out to other people. And that's right. a crazy, and I'm sure writing it was a little bit healing too, but that's a crazy mm-hmm. thing to do to put yourself out there and your, your most painful memories out there for other people to read and connect with. That's, it's really like a blessing that they yeah. gave people that I don't, yeah. I hope that they know that they gave people. Cause it's really, it's important. It is um, very important. Thank you. You, Alex. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> cry, but thank you. <laughs> so we get the secret, we get what happened to them, and then the story unfolds into how this secret and this thing impacted their sexuality and the way it affected like their life and ran mm-hmm. through and not only to their family and how their family dynamics not really changed but how they felt about yeah. their family changed and how it affected them in every like step of their life um okay so we know this secret about the grandfather eventually it comes out uh into their family their little sister says this while they're on family vacation and these motherfuckers what do they do sarah do they do anything sarah they do not do anything they stop then then yes they're not allowed the grandparents are no longer allowed to babysit the children overnight that's it they still come for like weekly dinners they're still in holidays they're still around constantly which i get we've talked about it before like it is hard to lose someone like that in your life when it's not it the mother says later on that the father never the grandfather never abused her Mm -hmm. but i don't fucking care (laughs) they're your kids and And it was not just one it's three of them i was gonna say and even after that you know alex and they they all you know said yeah it's happening to me too kind of thing it all came out once the little sister said something so they know now that it's not just this like one time, even if it was a one time occurrence, right. still sickening. Exactly. But the fact that you have all these children like telling you that yeah. their grandfather is. Yeah. So yeah. it's just reinforcing that this thing happened to all of them. Yes. And instead of loving your parents from afar for whatever they meant to you, they still constantly brought around someone that was. Mm-hmm killing their kid basically because we find out that it doesn't just and it's a natural thing to know but it doesn't just affect them in their childhood it spreads to the rest of their lives like their family i feel like especially that's what i was gonna say especially with the family who's not really they're just kind of sweeping it under the rug Mm -hmm. so now with alex it's like now just all in their head if it was me, I'd probably just like be thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And like, it eats away at you. That's kind of what I'm trying to get at. Right. Exactly. Because (laughs) one of my favorite quotes from this book and like hit me in the goddamn chest when they're talking about how it 
affected them and started to spread. They say, I'm holding my breath from inside, trying to keep what's there from igniting. And it's like they're trying to contain the damage so it doesn't spread onto everyone else. So they already have this thing happening to them. They're broken inside. They are holding tight to themselves so it doesn't spread. But eventually it does into years of eating disorders and sketchy relationships with men. And eventually when they still identify as a woman, they come out as lesbian and they don't want people to know that they're lesbian because they don't want that linked to their sexual assault. Oh, they're just a lesbian because their grandfather abused them. There's so much that it trickles into. Exactly. And Alex really does a great way of explaining it what far better than I can, but it just touches everything in your life and it makes it dirty. And even if you have been years, like most of the stuff that they go through, their grandfather has already been dead for right. years, but they're still dealing with it. And I'm sure yeah. today they're still dealing yeah. with it. It never really goes away. No, it trickles into everything. Even the most like happy moments of your life, there's still that thing that happened to you. There's still that like shadow creeping in the corner of your eye. Like, and you can't relax and take a breath. Like it's always there. No matter how much you heal, it's always there. So yeah. Fuck those parents. Fuck that grandfather. Like I just can't real. The damage that people are willing to do to other people for their own like fucked upness is mind blowing to me sometimes. Yeah. So <laughs> now that we've gone through some of the worst, <laughs> bringing it back to Alex and Ricky together, where we thought it was their connection was the death penalty, and it kind of is. Uh, right. But Alex, unlike Harper Lee, finishes law school, graduates, um, not unlike Harper Lee very quickly decides that they don't want to be a lawyer because of this case. Yeah. This is the first case that they intern for. They're going hard for the death penalty, which we talked about a million times. We don't really know. You're definitely against it. I'm against it. But then I hear stories (laughs) like this and have kind of an Alex reaction. Like Alex gets down there and the first case they work is Ricky's case. And to do that, they sit through tapes of him describing what happened with him and Jeremy yeah. in his confessions. And yeah. in that moment, and it's such a human thing, but in that moment, they can't, they understand that they can't be against the death penalty because they want this person to die. Yeah. And you can't tell me that sitting in that same exact situation, you maybe like, you don't know how you'd feel. You really, right? truly don't No, 100%. And, They've come this far in their life thinking that they're dealing with all this. That has to be such a, like, bring them back to their childhood moment that I just can't. It has to be painful. So it's such a human thing that they could not do it. They could. And that's sad, too, because their whole life they thought. I'm going to fight against the death penalty. Yeah. Like I, and it was a purpose and it's something that got them through the death penalty and law got them through really dark times in their lives. Yeah. So they pinned a whole lot on <laughs> being a, you know, anti-death penalty lawyer. And it comes down to this one moment where they realize they can't do it because they say like, if it had been my grandfather in that situation, I don't know that I could have said, I don't want him dead. And yeah. I understand. And really I think everyone. Yeah, understands that. Know how you would feel in that moment, 
especially, and that's like the thing, like, especially when you do have that type of like a connection to it. Right. That's like, you know, that's the thing about having like a jury of your peers. It's like, are people going to be able to push that aside? Right. Can Alex forget what happened for a moment to. Right. Because it's harder to practice what you preach kind of, and that's a dumb way to put it, but you don't know what you're going to do in that situation. But the death penalty, literally this book is about a lot of dark stuff, but it really does come back to making you think about how you would feel about it. Because in this book, in this case, the death penalty affects Alex. It affects the lawyers. It affects the jury. It even affects the judge who I don't know why he didn't recuse himself from this when he was yeah, so against that's the death true. penalty. That's true. You learn about how the death penalty affects everyone, not just the person sitting on death row. You learn about right. how it affects everyone around him. And that was super important to the book, not just everything else mm-hmm. that happened, but the death penalty really was a super big topic that I didn't, it made you think about how you would feel. And I'm still kind of petty and don't know how, what I would say, what I would do in that situation, because logically black and white, I'm against the death penalty, but illogically in my motions where I'm always in my motions, uh, I don't know that I, I would know. be able to say, don't kill that person for doing yeah, that. Yeah. It's hard putting all that stuff in the back of your brain to be able to make a decision like that. It's, it's heavy. <laughs> yeah. It's and heavy. I like, I like how, because we do have the death penalty, but we also have the sexual abuse and there's more than one thing that pulls them together. It's not right. just they connect to Ricky because of the death penalty or because of the sex, like they keep coming back to Ricky's story and they right. bring us with them every time. So it's not just one thing mm-hmm. that connects them. And it really made for a better story which sounds fucking awful but it made it easier to read because there was so many things connecting them yeah and because i loved that things were pulling you through the book one of the things that uh stood out the most to me is how you can be affected by someone you don't know story yeah like alex went into it not never met having met this person which We'll get to in a second the ending of the book because I'm Mm -hmm. pissed off about that. But Alex uses Ricky to try and get answers about what happened with their grandfather. Yeah. And you you just can't. And I feel like they get that over time. But they use Ricky to bring like a humanness to their grandfather, I feel like. Right. Like make him more maybe because all this stuff happened to Ricky, maybe something like that happened to right, grandfather. Right. And then maybe that's why he did it to me, but still none of that, none of those answers, you can't find those answers in someone else. Like you can't use anyone else to fix what's broken inside of yourself. Yeah. Like, even if it's that person that broke it, nothing they say is going to heal that. No, 100%. Because nothing's ever going to make that. Okay. No. So you have to fix that. And that's, you're not going to find those answers in Ricky, but I think they tried so hard to, and it came out ending with a book and their journey. And I feel like they've probably found healing in a certain, in a different way, but it didn't come from doing this. I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like there's no, I don't know where the fuck I was going with it. 
they it didn't come from diving into Ricky and who he is. They didn't right. get those answers about their grandfather yes. because none of that is going to make it right. okay. Ricky didn't give, yeah, like Ricky didn't give Alex that closure from their past with their grandfather. Not that there ever really will be closure. I don't feel right. like we said it's always there, but the healing process that wasn't solely based on these things with Ricky. Right. Nothing there can fix them. Nothing's going to, they can only fix them. And even then it's yeah. going to be like a patched up wound. It's not really ever going to go away, which fucking sucks, but it is how it is. And that brings yeah. us to uh, the end where the end of the motherfucking book where Alex meets Ricky and we don't know how that meeting went. Yeah, that's literally. I loved everything Alex about this book. book, but Alex, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you're going <laughs> to tell me you're going to take me all the way to the end of the book and tell me you actually met and spoke with Ricky, but not tell me what that was and about. I should look that up. Maybe they yeah, put. They, they might have wanted to keep it personal. I get it. I understand it. But they but just I don't like it. it. I don't like these cliffhangers. <laughs> I'm not good at that kind of stuff. I need to know these details. It still, it makes sense in the book. It makes sense as a way to close the book. Everything is great, but I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I love the book. I don't like the ending. <laughs> it made me very personally upset. <laughs> so that's my feeling. We're saying read the book because we missed a million gajillion things and yeah, there's so much that we didn't but we definitely not only on. read the book just because we missed stuff but read the book because it, it really is they wrote a beautiful book yeah and it's and if you can get through some of that deeper stuff um especially if it's something you can relate to like jesse was saying it actually was very helpful for her but even for somebody who doesn't it brings a lot of like light onto what people feel and it's just overall good knowledge to have. I feel like uh, yeah, everybody, you know, has gone through something and it's important to remember that, especially if you're trying to form relationships and maybe they're not reacting the same way that you would right. react in a situation. So it's just good knowledge and it puts your, puts you into perspective of other people. And, you know, it's just, I think overall, it's just a really good thing. Uh, it's a good book. People to read. <laughs> I want to go back to the title now that we're at the end and we know what everything is about. How fucking clever is a fact of a body? The meaning that your yeah. body holds like evidence and facts evidence, of things right. that happen to you. Right. And it's how clever is that? Not just that? based on Alex and it's not just based on mm -hmm. Jeremy and Ricky. It's together the whole they story found something and... yeah that literally sums up in one title what happens in this book yeah. and that is clever as fuck yeah alex you, got, alex you should have never been a lawyer <laughs> you were meant to be a writer <laughs> you were made to write <laughs> all right so and that to was, narrate too yes oh <laughs> like yeah what we said uh if you read this book, which we hope you read this book, uh, also get it on Audible because we both listen to the book and their voice is so soothing and comforting while they're saying the most fucked up shit. It's it helps you get through 
it helps you like 100%. Yeah. So listen to the book, read the book. Um, and that's the end of what you think of the book. Yeah. Let us know. So we can do first things first. If you have any questions or comments mm -hmm. or things you liked or didn't like, or you disagreed with us about something, we want to know that too. Uh, our next book next month is going to be Sarah. American predator, the hunt for the most meticulous serial killer of the 21st century. Which Sarah picked. Yes, I did pick. I am so glad. And so I'm terrified of Israel Keys. So I'm glad that we. We were ready to kind of, as weird as it sounds, we were kind of ready to just go back into a little bit of a like murder story versus. Because uh, I think it's because the murder stories are always told like from a different perspective, not straight in the middle of the victims. So, or at least we haven't read one yet from the victim's (laughs) point of view. I'm sure we'll get there eventually, but Uh, yeah. Give us recommendations if you know any guys. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Do that. Drop us some recommendations. We have a, a, you know, a couple more books planned out for the month, but we're always up for recommendations. Yeah. But also maybe give us a little bit of a break so we don't have to connect with the victims every single time (laughs) where we're deep into their thoughts like we were for Alex and we were for uh, Know My Name. But yeah, we signed up for this. So we (laughs) definitely did. That's where we are. All right. So we will see you next month or well, no, we'll see you on the the first. first. Bye. Bye.